Do you feel like you're running life through the motions day after day? Do you feel sluggish with little energy to be able to spend time with your family? Do you feel like you're just not living up to your full potential? What if I told you you could transform your life through mindset and movement? Here on the Ecala Podcast, you'll be inspired, be motivated, and be able to take action to become that best version of yourself. The Ecala Podcast is for those who want the opportunity to better themselves through health and wellness. Here you'll learn tips from experts in their field, hear inspirational stories to help uncover your full potential. Now, are you ready to transform your life? Welcome to the Ecala Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Joel Pasquale, physical therapist, owner of CrossFit of Fremont and founder of Ecala. Today, we're going to talk about running, how to be successful in your running if you're just starting out or that you want to start running and be successful in your wellness journey. So we had a listener last week ask us a question. How could she be successful with running? Because every time she starts running, she gets shin splints. So she, this person just started running. And every time she tries to start running, she has to stop because she gets shin splints. And we want to talk about really what shin splints really is and how we're going to give you three tips that you could do today to start alleviating some of that pain. So shin splints, you may have heard people getting shin splints, you know, worried about stress fractures. Well, really, shin splints is just a general term for lower leg pain. It is not a diagnostic term. It doesn't determine the reason why you're getting pain. It doesn't even identify the tissue that's involved because shin splints can be due to the bone, like a stress fracture. It could be a tendon, irritation of tendon, like a tendonitis or the calves, um, a calf strain. It could even be a nerve issue where you're getting calf pain, lower leg pain, but it's actually coming from the low back from the nerve or somewhere down the leg where the nerve is getting entrapped or squished or irritated. So this advice that I'm giving today is for those specifically who are just starting their running program and are getting lower leg pain. These are three tips that you could do to reduce that because, you know, people who have just started running are unlikely to have say a stress fracture to their leg because they're not putting a lot of miles onto their leg, load on the leg. They're just getting discomfort likely due to muscular fatigue. And these tips are going to help reduce that. So the first tip is to do interval walking and running. So this is going to help slowly transition the load, the tissue to get used to this load. It's not like when we go work out for the first time, we're going to do a hundred reps of like, say, bicep curls. We're going to do sets of it, right? We're going to do maybe say three to five sets of six to 10. We're going to allow ourselves to get a break. So that is going to help us to ease the transition to be able to run continuously for say 10 minutes. But also this helps to do the interval running because we could also allow when we do the interval run, we could run a little bit more efficiently, faster, and allow ourselves to get rest. A lot of times when we start running, we're just jogging and it's at a slow pace where we're actually gonna use a lot of our 
lower leg, the demands of our lower leg, like our calves to propel us forward. So by doing, increasing the, if you're doing intervals, you will allow yourself to get that rest that you need. Say do 30 seconds to a minute of running and then two minutes of walking to allow that recovery process. So that way you do that five to eight times for a session and you're going to be able to see significant gains by doing that for the first week. Then slowly, maybe the third week, you're increasing your running over a minute and allowing yourself slowly less interval walks. That's the first tip. Incorporate interval training. The second tip is to run forward, not up and down. Like I said, when we tend to start out running, we're running a little slower. A lot of times when I see people, when we do a run analysis, we videotape them and see they're running. Once we see them running on, say, the treadmill, we notice a lot of vertical displacement. So displacement means there is a lot of up and down motion and less for propulsion. So when we're running up and down, we're using a lot of, again, those lower legs, those calves to, to kind of propel us up and not forward. So we, we technically want to use our calf, our hamstrings, our glutes to propel us forward and not up and down. So think about pushing yourself forward. Like when we're walking, push yourself forward and not up and down. So that's the second tip. The third tip is to increase your cadence. So cadence is the running cadence is a measurement of how many steps you're taking within a minute when you're running. What's the average amount of steps you take within a minute time frame? To determine what your average is, you can use your watch. Sometimes the watches can estimate your cadence, but it's a good way. It's good to do it manually. And you could do this by downloading a free metronome app on your phone. Start running turn on that metronome app and match that beat or match your foot. Every time your foot hits the ground, match the beat to the landing of your foot. That will give you your baseline measurement of your running cadence. Another way to find what that number is, is to put a stopwatch on for one minute, start running and take the, the total amount of steps you take, including your left and right foot within that minute. That's going to give you your running average or running cadence average. And if you know, if you're, if you're running around the 140, 150 cadence mark, you're probably running, you're running less than what is the ideal, which would be around the 170 to 180 mark. And when we have a lower cadence, we tend to overstride. So that actually puts a little bit more pressure to our knee. So just start increasing whatever your baseline is, your baseline cadence is increasing that by 10%. Increasing that by 10% is going to slowly get you used to turning over your feet quicker and reduce the demands of that lower leg. You're going to start incorporating more of your leg muscles throughout your leg because you're going to be lifting up your feet instead of just keeping kind of your, uh, you know, you're using a lot. Instead of using a lot of that calf, you're going to start incorporating you have to incorporate more of your lower leg muscles to turn over your feet and not just allow your calves to get tired. And then, and subsequently having a burn, the lactic acid buildup within that lower leg. Another thing that cadence does 
is improve your demands to your knee. So you're going to get less load to your knee because you're not overstriding. You're not putting more pressure to our knee. So it's actually healthy for us to increase our cadence because it's going to help us with other issues such as knee pain. So to summarize the three tips to get started today in order to start being successful with running is incorporate interval training Two, run forward, not up and down and three, increase your cadence. You want to slowly get to that 180 mark cadence beats per second or steps per second. And by doing that, increasing your cadence with interval training, you're going to be real successful because it will be hard to maintain a cadence of 170 to 180 for five minutes. So we want to get used to slowly increasing your cadence fast, but in a short amount of time because we're just starting out. So be patient, do these three tips, and you'll be successful in starting your running journey. We'll have more tips to come. If you have any other specific questions, please reach out to us, direct message us. It doesn't have to be about running. It could be about any type of exercise. Just reach out to us at our Instagram at Strong. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening, but wait. We want to keep you updated and continue to be inspired and motivated. Follow us on our Instagram page at Ecola Strong. We'll see you on the next episode.